Welcome to Off the Rails, Right versus Left. As always, I'm Rob B. I'm Brad Lee. And I'm Brian G. And today we're going to be talking about um, the recruitment issues that we're having in the military. And um, yeah, it's gotten to be a pretty uh, big problem with all the tensions around the world. Uh, it's definitely concerning. Uh, well, there's a lot of concerning stuff about our military readiness. So we can kind of actually talk about a lot of different aspects of that. But we're going to start off with the uh, recruitment challenges. So, uh, Brian, you had some good numbers. Uh, well, well, everybody say army, hi first. <laughs> <laughs> the Army was running about 10,000 short. Uh, let's see. Let me get out of this. Get out of the full screen here. If I can figure out how to get out of full screen now that I'm in full screen. Uh, the Army was about 10,000 short. You were looking at uh, a couple thousand short in the Navy and a few more thousand short in the uh, Air Force. Uh, and that's for 2022 so far. Uh, the Marines was the only one that was actually over. They're saying the Marines is the one branch that never has a problem recruiting. Well, Seems like uh, every time somebody wants to get into the military, the, uh, the Marines is the one that everybody goes, hey, the Marines is a badass service. That's the one I'm jumping into. That is, that's the one to go to. I mean, that's that you watch Family Guy and Marines are the ones that girls want to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I wonder if it has anything to do with uh, in, in fact, like this. In okay, fact, in fact the Marines, that. it says, is over by 4,602. That's because the Marines are BA. Okay, so, so if you're going to go join the Air Force, you're going to be called an airman. If you're going to join the army, you're going to be called a private. If you're going to join the navy, you're going to be called a seaman. Seaman. Okay. So, I mean, that's but uh, the marines, those grunts. So, I mean, that's yeah. When you're a marine, you're a grunt until you're a gunny. Yeah. All right. So this is probably why there's an enlistment problem in the military. Well, the Air Force is at 97%. This is the story of a soldier who operates your nation's Patriot Missile Defense. It begins in California with a little girl raised by two moms. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Although I had a fairly typical childhood, took ballet, played violin, I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age. When I was six years old, one of my moms had an accident that left her paralyzed. Doctors said she might never walk again, but she tapped into my family's pride to get back on her feet. Eventually standing at the altar to marry my other mom, with such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class and then attended UC Davis, where I joined a sorority full of other strong women. But as graduation approached, I began feeling like I'd been handed so much in life, a sorority girl stereotype. Sure, 
I'd spent my life around inspiring women. But what had I really achieved on my own? One of my sorority sisters was studying abroad in Italy. Another was climbing Mount Everest. I needed my own adventures, my own challenge. And after meeting with an army recruiter, I found it. A way to prove my inner strength and maybe shatter some stereotypes along the way. I'm U.S. Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord, and I answered my calling. So you, see, you gotta be kidding me. Okay, so here's some here's a, here's something a little interesting though. Okay, so yes. it'll give you an indication of how bad it is. We're obviously in a recession, even if the Biden administration's doing the I can't see anything bullshit. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, in spite of the lies of the administration, we are in a recession. But here's an article from NPR in 2011. Now, I'm picking an article from NPR because that is a left-wing propaganda tool. And here's what it here's the byline. A weak economy is good for military recruiting. So it goes in to discuss how after the 2008 uh, market collapse and recession and the Great Recession, how a bad economy is really good for recruiting. People uh, and basically and basically people that were suddenly unemployed were going and like falling on their backup plan of joining the military and Navy. Sorry, they're full Marines. Sorry, they're full Air Force. Sorry, they're full uh, Army. Sorry, they're full. You can't you can't even get a job digging ditches for the National Guard because sorry, they're full. Oh, I even saw that National Guard numbers are down, too. You didn't have those in there, Brian. Yeah, but, uh, well, it's probably because it's, it's all included. They're probably including them in with the army and the air force and the navy. And there's no those, those are the, the actual army, numbers. The army, army reserves, the marine reserves, the naval reserves, the air force reserves. We can pretty much say that it's all down because nobody wants to go and fight alongside something like what we just saw. Yeah, the, the, only re the only reason I care that a soldier's got two moms if I got a crack at him. If you got a wife. If I got a crack at him. Jeez, that was fucking brutal. It's the woke culture. I mean, who cares if they have two moms, two dads, one mom and one dad, or who gives a diddly rat's behind? I mean, you might feel different because you've been in the military there, Brad, but as far as I'm concerned, who gives a diddly rat's behind what both your parents look like? I mean, that's not what I'm looking for if I'm trying to recruit for the military myself. Dude, I didn't know I didn't know anything about my uh, fellow soldiers' parents when I was in the army because that was just not a topic of conversation. It was yeah, you didn't care. Topics about it was always topics about getting laid or getting drunk or watching football. It was yeah. never. Oh, my mom loves me. She baked me cookies and sent yeah, them to me. It was never anything about that. Yeah, you didn't care what her parents were. We didn't care. We didn't, we didn't care if you were gay because it was don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. We didn't care. We didn't care what your skin color was because we were all green and we all bled red. So we were all the same. There was no reason for any of this woke BS. Yeah, I okay. missed those commercials where they were. It was you. You're green now. You're not. 
you're not black, you're not white, you're not yellow, you're not brown, you're just green. Yeah. Well, here, let's take it. Okay, you saw that army recruitment video, and then we go from okay. that. I think I think we I think we can make a make a, a real basic statement. Let's face it, a lot of the people who join our military, they don't have higher education. They don't have a lot of opportunity. Oh, uh, we a actually lot get of, a lot of a our, lot of them actually, wanted to join the military to get yeah. Higher. When they join, I absolutely agree. Yeah. So so here's the thing. We got a bunch of country bumpkins from the middle of the country, you know, the conservative areas of the country. And the bottom line is you don't want to have, um, you know, you want you, you, you want the you want the the um, general infantry to have your back, not your backside. You want the. You want your co-pilot to have his hand on the joystick, not your stick. You want the uh, seaman to be uh, in the boat, not trying to pass you his seaman. You know what I mean? Oh, God, lovely, bro. <laughs> but true. Those are all great. Like, but, but I mean, this is this is what it is. I mean, you want to be if you're already worried about um, bullets coming overhead, you shouldn't have to worry about like the the closet case trying to grab your uh, junk. You know. Yeah. So you take yeah. you take contrast that last freaking recruitment video, and then you go to this one. Adult one from twenty eighteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still kind of a little woke with the girl there. It's not just the combat. That's the Navy recruitment video. Yeah. Dude, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm okay with seeing women in combat roles. Like, I mean, let's face it. Yeah. We may not have put them in combat roles, but they've been in combat roles since World War One. Okay. Here. Okay. Women in combat roles, right? Stupid. Saying that women can't be in combat roles when you join basic training. You go there, first off, your first mission, your first MOS is infantry. That's what they train you to do from week one. They train you to be a combat soldier because that's what they want is people that can kill, that will go out and kill, and they want to teach you how to kill and how to and how to perform aid on your fellow soldiers when they get wounded. So when they say that women can't do combat uh Combat MOS is just a bunch of BS because no matter what your your uh, your primary MOS is infantry, and that's what they taught us in basic training. Your number one job is infantry. If you go, like, say I was a combat engineer, we blew shit up. But if there wasn't a if there wasn't a combat engineer role to be played in the war that we were fighting, then I was infantry. So. You grab a gun and you blow up heads. Exactly. So I, I, I like the way Dan Bongino puts it, that it's uh, people in the military are there to do violence for the nation. Found inside right, the that, that's and actually Marine. from George Patton. That nation's call. I just heard Dan Bongino say it every time he talks about the military. Because he got it from Patton. Well, Brad, how do you feel about, I mean, they've lowered some of the standards to 
so certain people can get in to, to the military. Hey, Brian, are you recruit, recruitable at this point? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are. Uh, no, I doubt I am. <laughs> Even with the lower standard just because of my weight. Oh, man, they'll fix that. Well, they would. They'll fix that. But no. Brian, Before you even get into basic training, they'll fix that. You go right. You just have to go into the recruitment office and say, hi, I'm Pauline. Oh, yes. Yeah, then you automatically got uh, you automatically well, got women PTs. Well, here's here's my question. Yeah. Brian can be what? like, I'm a soldier over here and over here. As with with my question here is with the left's policies, electing a weak idiot leader into office, which empowers our enemies and our adversaries, and has created so destabilized the world to such a level that it is now where Russia's invaded Ukraine, China. They're saying in the next few years it looks like they're going to go for Taiwan, and and even. Uh, and even Xi has said in his speech that he just gave that they're yeah. willing to take Taiwan by force uh, to unify. And it looks like they're going to try to do it within the next five years because, you know, because of Trump, we did a major, we started doing a major upgrade to the military services where we're basically going to have a totally upgraded military by 20, uh, what, 2035 or so, they said it'll take to totally upgrade the military. So they're looking yeah, at it, if they want to do this. They need to they need to do the invasion before then, is what there is what a lot of the pundits are saying. Uh, and I think it's time we long Taiwan some nukes. So the que the question is, they destabilize the world by electing an idiot, uh, weak weak leader into office, but yet they're not willing to get into the military. A lot of them. So now our recruitment numbers are down. We're not recruiting the soldiers we need to defend the world and to defend, you know, our allies. So what's going to happen in the future when uh, when all this comes to a head? So and and then and then I wonder, do you think it plays in the mind? Like, I mean, it's been a long time since uh, I even considered it. Like, I wanted to. Um, originally, I was a pulley for the Marine Corps in high school. Um, then I got that like wake up call when I went back to sign my, uh, official SOU and they had changed my, uh, job from, uh, avionics to, uh, nuclear engineering. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to play with nukes. <laughs> and I'm like, change it back. And then my gunny thought he was being smart. He's like, well, it doesn't matter while well, you're in uh, basic training, they can change your SOU to it no matter what. And I'm like, oh, well then I don't want to join because then I could just end up in a ditch somewhere. Um, Anyway, so that be that being said, um, I, I I just wonder how much it like plays a role that anybody considering joining. Like the the next time I tried to join was after September 11th. Uh, I tried tried to join the Air Force, um, but by then my knees were too gone; they wouldn't take me. But uh, they wouldn't, they they wouldn't let you ride a stationary bike. Huh? <laughs> they wouldn't let you ride a stationary bike? Nah, dude. I, w I went out and I did the mile trial. Push-ups and sit-ups and go for a swim? No, nah, I did the I did the mile trial. I did the mile in like five minutes, but by the time I got to the end of the mile, my knees were popping so loud you could hear them across the room. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. I've never, uh, never seen a fucking Air Force yeah, they, they, at all, ever. Yeah, they, they just said I wouldn't make it through basic training. My knees were too shot. <laughs> Yeah, because um, is folding laundry. 
and riding bikes. So, so, so the the lowered standards, like it's great and all, but if the people can't make it through the physical, it doesn't matter. But we don't you need know. someone that can't make it through the physical. And then, um, I, and want, then the, I want someone that can fucking carry me if I get shot and get me right. to safety. That's what I want. So well, I mean, that, sorry if you if you if you're not fit enough to make it, and we you expect me to carry somebody that fucking is unfit. Well, one of the yeah, one, of, one of the questions about lowering the standards is like special services, like the the uh, the Navy SEALs, the the you know the special forces. Airborne. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for women getting into the military. I, I I believe totally believe that they can do it just as well as any man to a point. Uh, but I don't think they should be lowering the standards just so somebody can get into the service. I mean, that, that's the big question. Well, and you, and you, did you see this recent story? Uh, uh, um, a requirements uh, exception, like mm. died in the, what was it? The Navy SEAL training. And so they lowered the standards for the Navy SEAL training. Yeah. I mean, they have a service that they're supposed to be serving and, and yet they're going to lower the standards so so certain people can get in absolutely let the women in but they need to they need to pass the basic requirements of what's required for them to do the what they're being hired to do yeah, yeah, if you're they being inserted that. into pakistan to go get bin Laden, you need to be able to fight not cry oh the standards were unfair yeah right well, they've had um, they had standards for a long time for females why they keep lowering them is beyond me hmm. Yeah, because there are women that are there are women that are physically able to do those roles. And if they're physically able, I don't have a problem with it. But my but my question is, with these lowered standards, the increase of um, uh, transing and like gain up the military, like, you know, our fucking uh, military pride flags for the fucking services. Uh, how do you think that impacts the fact that a lot of our uh, recruits for the military think about the demographic demographics? They're poor white guys from the middle of the country. They're poor black guys from the inner city and they're uh, Hispanics looking for opportunity. None of those groups are exactly woke. Or, yeah, or the Hispanics trying to get uh, citizenship by serving. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. These yeah. are all like kind of traditional like for various reasons um how much of an impact do you think that has on people considering joining the services like yeah i'd do it but like i don't want my life in the hands of some nancy boy nancy boy <laughs> or some boy going by nancy <laughs> or some boy trying to be a girl yeah that's why yeah yeah i got you yeah i got you so do you guys, do you think that's like the, the leading impetus on that is that they're uh, just straight up not willing to uh, join because they don't trust who's going to be in a foxhole with them? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Here's another thing. Like, okay, take, <laughs> what is the left's agenda right now, right? We're doing a move. We're, we're doing a watch party about it Friday. What is a woman? You know what they just recently said, right? Biden, the Biden administration, 
said that if you are a trans woman, you still have to sign up for the draft by the gender that's on your birth certificate. So you can't just be like, oh, I'm a trans woman. I don't have to sign up for the uh, uh, selective service. No, if you're a boy at birth, you have to sign up for the selective service draft. So, but they want to say that a woman, uh, that uh, trans trans women are women, but unless it comes to fighting, <clears throat> what is gender dysphoria? The mental condition is a clinically significant impairment related to gender incongruence. So it's a it's a it's a mental it's a mental condition, right? Yeah, it's a body dysmorphia. Okay. Section eight by the military, like we were discussing about Corporal Klinger. Yeah, and MASH. And MASH, right? So, oh, fuck, I hate it. I just pulled up Wikipedia. I'm not pulling up Wikipedia. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna reference Wikipedia. What is section eight in the military? Cura. Oh my God, what is, is that a fucking social fucking Media website. Oh, the okay. Here's the definition of Section Eight by the Free Dictionary. <clears throat> A U.S. Army discharge based on military assessment of psychological unfitness or character traits deemed undesirable. Right. Slang. A soldier given such a discharge or behaving as if deserving such a discharge. So uh, why does why does gender dysphoria not fit into that category? That's what I want to know. I think it does. I think it does too. And so would Corporal Cleaner. Um, so do you think uh, who they're serving with serves that? Or do you think uh, a bigger impact is... Um, they basically seen that under the current administration, while they're sitting there like pushing us closer to closer to war in Europe and Asia, um, you can pretty much guarantee that if it's politically convenient, uh, this U.S. government's going to leave your ass behind. Oh, they've already done it. They did it in Afghanistan. No, that's yeah, exactly that's my point. Yeah, no, I mean when I. When I was growing up, the, the mantra that we all knew, even though we'd never served in the military, was you never leave a man behind. Exactly. Yeah, we all know that. But That's yet, right. here, here they do, and it seems like they're leaving people behind all the time. Absolutely. We don't have the leadership to lead us and to do what the military was meant to do, which is rob Spain, go in, kick the shit out of them, take names later. Go in, kick ass, and take names later, and let God sort them out. That was what the whole military—that's the whole purpose of the military. That's how you win wars, regardless of whether or not I agree with Rob saying go in and nuke them or not. That's exactly. Okay, I'll, I'll be a little—I'll be a little less hawkish. Moab them back to the Stone Age. Moab, mother of all bombs. <laughs> you just replaced nuke. With a fucking acronym. No, mother of all bombs is traditional ordinance. No radiation. Mm -hmm. Since you guys don't like nuking everything, let's lose, use the Moabs. 
Moab, was it uh, the atom bomb of Moab? No. Really? That's where it all started. The Moab. Well, no, but 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 the idea behind Moab is to try and yeah. get as close to the, uh, to the explosive yield of a nuclear weapon without the nuclear fallout. Without the radiation. Yeah, yeah. So, but but I mean, I think our soldiers are are like very cognizant, or potential soldiers are also very cognizant that this dumbass is like on the verge of uh, pushing us into war against two different nuclear powers. Uh, we've got Iran on the rise. Well, I mean, that's if they end up ever managing to push down these uh, uh, this uh, uprising they got going on. You got North Korea ready to nuke everyone around them. Um, I, I think the only advantage anywhere in the world where we got people spitting in Biden's punk ass face is uh, Iran, because if they get close to a nuke, you know, uh, uh, Israel's going to blast them out of existence. So at least we're somewhat secure there. But uh, all these other places, like, I mean, you can't fight a war against nuclear weapons. I mean, you're just a target. You're cannon fodder at that point. And I don't think anybody wants to join with this weak-ass military that's led by a complete buffoon puppet. Nobody knows who's actually in charge of the government or what they're going to do with our soldiers. I, I, I just think that, I, I mean, I think that just plays into it. And I, like, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I there's one podcast I've been listening to lately that's come on. It's it's a podcast called The Operator. And it's the it's the uh, Navy SEAL who actually killed Bin Laden. He started a podcast, R- really oh, cool video. Cool. But I mean, one thing he said, or that I've heard, is uh, one one problem they're having is the upper mil- the upper leadership. Uh, it seems like there's a disconnect between the generals now and the in the basic soldiers uh, as as they move up the ranks. So the the basic soldier is feeling this major disconnect between the the generals that are that are giving the orders and what the men are doing below them i mean what do you feel about that brad it's that okay you take general milley for instance what is his what is his most important thing about military readiness <clears throat> white rage he wants to understand white rage yeah no we need to understand that we're America and we are enraged and we need to be able to go in there and kick ass. And we need to teach our soldiers how to go in there, kick ass, and that's it. Don't worry about this stupid political correctness bullshit because there's no time for bickering and fighting when you're out in the field fighting for the same purpose, for the same cause, and that's the United States of America. And I I agree 100%, it is. It is the non-commissioned officers or the, the commissioned officers. There's a disconnect between the commissioned officers and the non-commissioned officers because they're not on the same page because the commissioned officers are doing what they're told from the higher-ups who are more concerned about uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion rather than, look, we need to be uh, operational ready and we need to know what the operation is and to be able to use these firearms, we need to be able to shoot. We need to be able to run. We need to be able to make sure that the guy behind us is going to be able to be like, okay, I'm with you 100%, not one minute I'm a woman. Oh, maybe I'm not a woman. 
oh, I don't know, I'm non-binary, I don't know, I'm so confused. How are they gonna how are they gonna have the, the fortitude to stick up and do what they, they signed up to do? I mean, do you think it's kind of this ivory tower mentality where I'm I'm a you know I'm way up here and you're way down here, uh, so I'm better than you and you know you just need to do what I tell you and I don't care what you think. Yeah, and there was this thing that we we had with our with our uh, commanding officers. You know, if they were doing stupid something stupid, we would always be like, "Yeah, like, Lieutenant, hold on down in that hole. We're we're going to get you a rope. We'll be back for you." Or I wouldn't follow that guy to the bathroom. <laughs> the only reason I would follow that guy anywhere is because I'd be curious to see where he's going. Well, I mean, you think back to World War II with General Patton and, and some of the others, and you think those are leaders that you would follow into hell and back. Oh, I mean, yeah. They had your back. Yeah, and he gave you a reason to have his back. General yeah. Patton said, people in, in America sleep well at night because they know there's men that are there to stand ready to cause violence on their behalf which is exactly what the military is for. Yeah, I think that's something we're missing big time today. Right, because everybody's too afraid that they're going to hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah. No one gives a shit about your feelings. When I was in basic training, man, holy shit. I remember I was standing there. We were in the war room. We, it was, we had just gotten our NBC suits and our masks, our protective mm -hmm. masks and everything. And there were these big old charcoal suits that we had to put on. And we were in this room inside of the building. And the heater was on and we had to start they literally smoked us in the room with our protective masks on and this charcoal suit on and fucking just do an inventory of our shit and i'm sitting there i'm thinking man president bush doesn't know about this shit what the fuck what are we doing no way there's no way that this is but that's i got over it it made me yeah. a stronger person that's for damn sure uh, and it makes you trust your gear yeah <laughs> for sure I also know that I, I did not want to be stuck in a nuclear, biological, or chemical warfare because oh, running yeah. with that mask on sucks ass. You think you have a hard time breathing just running? You try running with a fucking protective mask on with charcoal canisters, and you if you take that thing off, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be way worse for you than just keeping it on and running. But you think oh. the oxygen is well, brother. Good. After two years of just wearing the basic surgical mask, which does nothing, by the way, because it's not N95 rated, but <clears throat> regardless, after two years of wearing that, I don't want to do anything with a freaking charcoal mask. Right. Trying to fight in a war with a charcoal... Oh, geez, man, with canisters on? <laughs> it, it, it is not fun, especially if you have to do physical activity. I mean, yeah, it's hard enough to breathe in those things without doing physical activity, but you start running and shit, man, you're like... No, well, I'm not going to do it. Well, I'll just say in my 47 years of life so far, I, you could see it coming because when I was a kid, I mean, you would see military programs, you would, you would hear about the military and they would beat the hell out of you in basic training. I mean, they would bash you down. They didn't care if they made you feel like you were dirt a lot of times to build you up. Oh, yeah, but they want to break you down and build you yeah. up to what they want you to be. But what you saw and heard as, you, as time went by is... Is them getting easier and easier? Okay, now I can't do this. Now I can't curse at them. I got to treat them like a normal person. I got to I got to be careful of their feelings because they, you know, I'm going to get in trouble too. And 
this is what you saw as the time was going on. You're like, man, what's that going to do to our military in the future if you can't beat them down to get them ready for anything? I mean, and that's what the military needs to be ready for is anything that you have to be broken down to nothing so they can build you up and make you stronger. But now they're get, making, oh, well, we got to watch out for their feelings. So, you know, you can see that coming up. And the enemy, especially once we got into the 21st century, it really started changing a lot. The enemy cares about your feelings as much as facts care about your feelings. Exactly. And you can't just you can't just push the pause button in the middle of a firefight. You just can't do it. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And and the enemy is not going to. The enemy doesn't care if you're black, white, gay, trans, whatever. He's going to kill you all the same. And this whole trans deal. If you're overseas fighting somebody and you're a lady boy and and you become a prisoner of war, you think that you're gonna you think you're gonna be held captive? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. You're not gonna come back a POW. You're gonna come back in pieces if you're lucky, if if we find you. So I mean that's for me, it's just stupid. You, well, I think they're doing a disservice to the people that are getting into the military now by not by trying to be more careful and more woke. Yeah, they're not preparing them for what they're going to be getting into, especially with China and Russia and and Iran and the things we're going to have to be facing in the future. Well, when they're making maternity outfits for lady lady pilots, they don't care about you. They don't care about. They, obviously, they don't care. A, a, a pregnant woman should not be flying a fighter jet or co-piloting a pilot. Well, not while she's not while she's pregnant. No, I agree. Yeah, no, yeah, that's that's what I mean. That's sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to be like women shouldn't be flying. No, no, and I understood that. I was just pointing out that we're yeah, no. while she's pregnant, she shouldn't be up there right. flying in combat. I mean you have a hard enough time trying to get a pregnant lady onto a um... oh, Rob. <laughs> you have a hard enough time there for a sec, Rob. You have, a, you have a hard enough time getting a pregnant woman onto an airplane just to travel, right? Yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of restrictions, but we want to make material. We're spending millions of dollars. So we're spending millions of dollars on female flight suits for pregnant ladies. That's not where my tax dollars need to be going. I don't know. Why the hell are we putting pregnant women in flight gear anyway? Yeah, exactly. But it, it doesn't to me that doesn't make any sense yeah i mean all, all of us are all for women joining the military but you know when they're pregnant i mean they have a higher priority there of taking care of the child that they're carrying and bringing into this world but then again they that needs to be their priority but then again they don't care about the babies they look well, the, the military, military the military is willing to pay for abortions now yeah i mean that's true all because of this roe v wade bs which they say it's undemocratic. Oh, we're losing our right to our our bodily choice. No. No, we're handing it back to the states. Yeah. And they're saying that, oh, no, democracy is lost. Well, if the states decide that they want to vote on whether or not they have abortion restrictions, that is the very definition of democracy. Well, I was always extremely offended when federal money was used for abortions. I mean, I do not support, I mean, I don't support abortions. There are exceptions to like if the mother's life is at risk, which is pretty rare. But for somebody to be able to take the money that I put into the federal government and and use it on 
for somebody else to murder the child just because they didn't want to have that child, but they wanted to have sex, so they got pregnant. To yeah, me, it's let's, call it, let's call it. So to hand it back to the states, so I can go live somewhere where you know I can choose. Hey, this is important enough to me. I'm going to go live in South Dakota where they don't allow it. Right. And, and if you and if you disagree with that, then go live somewhere where they allow it. Right. It's not taking away. It's not taking away abortion. California is still going to have abortion. The state oh, yeah. that you live in, their big guy, is still going to allow abortions. Oregon yeah. still going to allow abortions. Yeah, we want to get out of here, but it's just a bunch of BS. You know? Yeah, we want to get out of here, but uh, well, man. Well, but I mean, look at California; they're willing to pay for a girl from somewhere where they they don't allow abortion to fly to California. They'll pay for their room and board, uh, and pay for the abortion for them to come to California to do it. Well, yeah, and now California is also going to pay for kids to come to California to yeah. switch their sex. Forget gender. Yeah. Gender, yeah. gender is a stupid term. It's a sex. Male and female is completely binary. And this other bullshit, as we'll find out on Friday, is complete nonsense. Yeah, I can't believe he wants to run for president. <laughs> he wouldn't have a chance in God's green earth. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, if he ever won the presidency somehow, it would we would be so much closer to civil war with the policies he has in place. Gavin Newsom? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. We're... Look at what he's done to his own state. Yeah, it's insane. No, he should have been recalled. I'm sorry. Any state that has to write an IOU to your taxpayers is freaking insane. <laughs> right? Oh, I was going to share a video, but I'm not enabled to share a video. What, what are you looking at? What war actually looks like. So I think that I, I think that's kind of like the, the, yeah. I I I think it's the thing that like really cannot be missed is people that have these priorities are not the kind of people that are gonna be okay with what goes on in war. In the best case in the best case scenario, you are killing human beings you are injuring human beings you are blowing up buildings and cities like and like yeah guess what if you're fighting a war against somebody and you're fighting like an urban battle for example there are civilians in every city even like after evacuations which means you are going to have to understand that the enemy's children may still be in that city the enemy's women are going to be in that city and people that are concerned about pronouns are not going to be okay with just blowing up people, but that's what we need the military to do. Well, and the U.S. military is the first military in history that goes out of their way intentionally to avoid civilian casualties, to, to cause as little damage to the society as possible, but targeting military targets. Yeah, and I and I think and I think Frank I think frankly like this. Uh, it has a direct impact on recruitment because you don't want to be dependent on somebody who's going to be squeamish about taking a life. Yeah. It's going to be squeamish. Like if, if there's snipers coming from firing from that uh, schoolyard, like picking off your unit, whoever you're fighting needs to be willing to go and like blow up that school, even if there's kids in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I see Brad's pulled up a bunch of YouTube videos. Which, which, that one you were wanting, Rob? Is it the top one? Uh, 
No, I actually had one that like showed a lot of the uh, buildings getting blown up in Ukraine. Oh. But it like, it, I mean, it, like it really, it, it doesn't matter, but like, yeah. Um, like, I mean, just the idea is like, it's more gruesome than any like war movie ever. And these people that they're trying to cater the military to are snowflakes that can't handle mean words. They're not going to be able to handle a firefight. Yeah. There are no space safe or no, no safe spaces in a war zone. No, you're absolutely right. There is no safe spaces. Uh, your safe space is a tiny little cage where they're not going to give you any water or food for days or weeks or until you're dead. Right. <laughs> I mean, just look at Vietnam and what our soldiers went through there. I mean, having tires put over them, poured in fuel and then lit on fire. Uh, the torture that they would go through. Well, is this woke... Uh, 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 the woke uh, basic training going to prepare people for, to deal with something like that? I mean, nothing can actually prepare you for that, but man, what are they going to go through when they're actually taken prisoner of war by someone who hates you? There's no atheists in the foxhole. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, amen, no atheists in the foxhole. <laughs> but I mean, what do you do? You think you you uh, you think Russia when they if we go to war with Russia because of all this Ukraine and they move on to something else, you, you think they're going to hold your hand and say, "Oh, it's okay, I'm I'm not going to hurt you because you know I don't want to hurt your feelings." No, no, they're they're trying to hurt more than feelings. Yeah, they're, oh, watching they're them in Ukraine. Your life. Yeah, watching them in Ukraine, they're they're lining people up, tying their hands behind their back, and shooting them in the head, and then dropping them in a hole. <laughs> They're, they're sending drones in that they're controlling and sending them into apartment buildings, schools, hospitals. I mean, <laughs> you, you think they're going to care about your feelings. <laughs> it's like, come on. So while, while we're in the middle here, I want to make sure to say to all of our listeners, make sure to like, share the video, make sure to subscribe. Most importantly of all, I mean, obviously, we want to get monetized so we can uh, spend more time bringing better content to you. Um, but to do that, we do need you to like, share, comment. It helps with the, uh, the algorithms, and it helps us get to the point of monetization. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure that you rate us. Feel free to send us a voice message on there on Spotify. There's no way to comment, but you can still send us a voice message. We're happy to hear from anybody. Uh, but again, make sure you hit that subscribe so you don't miss any of our uh, content and episodes, especially like this week, we're going to be doing uh, the watch party on Friday. So that's going to be really cool. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in here in the in the middle. <laughs> and just to be clear, monetization is the second benefit from this. We all enjoy doing this. Monetization is our number one priority, but it would be great. Yeah. Yeah, it oh, yeah, allow us to spend more time on this and actually pull up more information, do a little more research because we have time to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we kind of we kind of ended up doing the the podcast because this was conversations that we were all having, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we thought on, it'd be fun. We'd be on on the phone and just end up talking stupid <laughs> politics, and now here we are 
doing it for you. <laughs> so you can laugh at I it. I like the finger, kind of like your military. Me. We want you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and and I, I did find I I did I I mean I'm hoping that our uh, guest shows up for our uh, watch party on Friday. I have kind of an interesting guest lined up, but uh, I, I'm here in the Philippines right now, and yeah, people showing up for commitments is sketchy at best. But since they only have to join by Zoom, I'm still hopeful uh, that we'll have our special guest. But I'm trying to line up some uh, backup guests just in case. So anyway, so back, back back to the topic. I just wanted to throw that out there because, um, yeah, it really it really does help us uh, get the word out and get more visibility. Uh, if you guys are subscribing, liking, sharing, commenting, uh, even if you hate us, like type in the comments that you hate us. Just don't downvote us on YouTube. Just thumbs up <laughs> and then comment why you hate us. <laughs> we want to hear what we want to hear the comments. What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? Because we're having fun with this and we want to get better at it. So tell us, Hey, we really, I, I like, I like, I like Brad's backdrop, but he definitely needs to get a, a <laughs> backdrop. That's a solid color. So he doesn't like disappear so often. <laughs> like I, 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 I like when his, when his beard becomes outer space, <laughs> oh, yeah. but no, I, I, I mean, we want those comments of what we're doing right. So we can do more of that for you. And we want the comments of what we're doing wrong, so we do less of that for you, and we get it, and we get something going that people really like. Yeah, and the hundreds of views and listens across the platforms. Yeah, we definitely got the message on the watch party. That's why we're going to do more. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, back to killing the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> Switch up. So, reverse. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean the the it, it all just comes down to like you need a you you need soldiers to be badasses and and our our, our commander in chief is not a badass he's a, a oh, potato God. like I mean this is so like every every place this guy goes they like make sure to get video of him like eating ice cream y'all know that that's actually one of the like therapeutics for Alzheimer's right yeah like. Absolutely. You, ha you have them put something cold in their mouth because it keeps them in the moment so they can have a conversation. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, otherwise they'll end up sniffing children. But wherever they go, they nod their head. And then as soon as he's gone, <clears throat> they do whatever they want. I mean, just look at Saudi Arabia. And he comes back going, oh, yeah, we have an agreement. They're not they're going to up their oil production. And and then as soon as he's gone, they're like, oh, no, we're dropping by two million barrels. And then they talk I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I, I don't have a problem because they are just taking care of their finance. I mean, they're putting Saudi Arabia first, which is what they should be doing. Which is what we should be doing. Yeah, it's what we should be doing. We should be producing all the oil we need to do what we need to and to supply Europe. But so I think, I think what, policies, it's not happening. I think one thing that is very clear uh, that uh, the only reason they haven't impeached uh, Biden is because of that diversity hire that you have in the VP office. Yeah, that Kamala hire should be a hundred <laughs> times worse than what we have right now. And then if you get rid of Kamala too, then we have Nancy Pelosi, the mummy, uh, in in you know <laughs> the mummy in chief. Well, well but it's a, it's a, it takes months. It takes months to impeach, and so I don't think yeah. Nancy Pelosi's really willing to uh, risk an impeachment, even if she's hoping to become president. Yeah. Because they can't, they can't, uh, 
if they impeach Biden, they wouldn't be able to um, uh, impeach Kamala fast enough to prevent her from appointing a new VP. So, yeah, maybe she'd finally return the favor for Willie Brown. <laughs> wow, Rob. Wow. What you know, Kamala Harris, the the Joe and the Ho. Um, anyway, <laughs> Joe and the Ho got to go, but not at the price of getting Nancy Pelosi. Hey, we we are a, a country of opportunity, and Kamala Harris proves you can make it to some of the highest offices in the land. All you have to do is be willing to all. Oh, <laughs> you okay, Rob? You want to finish what you were saying? Oh, 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 I see what you were getting at. <laughs> I thought you were gonna vomit. <laughs> so uh just it just it just uh, yeah, it's she's a joke. Is, is there anybody that's uh been chosen by uh Biden that isn't a complete joke? Like our, our 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 health and human services secretary, the first female general, is a dude in a dress who's fat and telling you he knows about health. He obviously has a mental disorder and he has an eating disorder, as in overeating. And he's being held up as this example of women that have and what they've had to go through to get up the ranks when he went up all the ranks as a man and then tried to convert over after he got to where he's at. Yeah, and, and, and hey, look, I've been a woman and I've worked my way all the way up the ranks. And the dude, I like, like, I like, oh, I like on. you didn't work up anything as a woman, you worked up as a man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but what I, but what, and what I think, what I think is hilarious, like it'll be fun during the uh, show on uh, feminism, but um, yeah, uh, Bruce Jenner, sorry, dead named, um. <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner. No, no, no. Stick with the first name. You were right the first time. We don't do that crap here. Man. Anyway, I, I, I liked, I liked though the, uh, the, uh, the, the joke that was made about uh, a Bruce Jenner. I think it was Dave Chappelle. Like his first year as a woman, no periods. No menopause, no having kids, and you know men and women are equal. But this man's first year as a woman, he's the best woman in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with the other lady dude that we were talking about. So, um, and, and did you guys have you? You guys know who uh, Jazz Jennings is, right? Is it that Cher's kid? No, no, that was that. That was like the. Uh, the like kid that was like one of the first very public uh Trans transients yeah and uh yeah this girl's a mess now like oh no oh, yeah girl boy whatever it is so and then they and, and then at like six years old they did the transient surgery on her and like now she has all kinds of health problems and the surgery didn't work and yeah it's horrible well, that's I mean, that's why that's that's big. That is a prime example as to why we shouldn't be allowing these people with gender dysphoria into the military. Sorry, not sorry. 
I don't care. We don't need that. We don't need crazies getting into the military. You wouldn't let a schizophrenic person get into the military. So why are you allowing this? But back to maybe some sociopaths. A few of those are good in the military. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, there's a, the, the military you could argue creates sociopaths and psychopaths and schizophrenics, but that's a, that's another story. But back to our point. So there's a problem that they've had. They've been had, according to Bloomberg, the military services services have had to contend with recruiting hurdles such as mental and physical health posed by the coronavirus pandemic. And now they must compete in a tight labor market against private companies that offer more alluring benefits. Like, okay, so come join the military to fight for your country and we'll make sure that you get on food stamps. Oh, I just thought of an aspect of this we haven't even touched on. Food stamps should not even be something, like I've said before, that a soldier should be even contemplating. A, contempla a soldier should be getting a monthly food stipend anyways. And if inflation is rising, then so should that stipend. And instead of- Yeah, they just, they just raised Social Security instead of, 8%. Instead of Congress giving themselves raises, they should be giving the military more money to keep these soldiers fed and fit. Oh, that, uh, what, what's good for them doesn't, I mean, you peasants don't need what they get. Anyway. Um, but if it wasn't for the peasants, they wouldn't be where they are. I mean, out of so, everything. But not, no, so I, I, just, I just real quick, I wanted to bring up another aspect of this fucking wokeism that's affecting the recruitment. And that's the actual size of the pool, because as part of this whole wokeism bullshit, you can't call fat fat. You can't call like... Uh, like these people that are like on disability because they weigh 400 pounds uh, because they're making bad life choices. But if you say anything, then you're fat shaming them and you're like all this bullshit. So you fast forward and that's been going on like for like 20 fucking years and you fast forward to now and what percentage of our population is actually physically fit enough to be considered for the military and then, like, if, if the pool goes from, okay, at one point, you know, half the population, well, like two-thirds of the population, so 200 million people are of age to serve in the military, right? So then you, like, immediately cut it in half uh, now because half of those people are obese and can't possibly serve in the military because they can't even finish a mile, much less... Uh, engage in the physical requirements of basic training. And so now you're down to just 100,000. And then look at look at the people that, I, I find it funny that a lot of the exercise nuts or the leftists that are screaming, don't bad shame people. And it's like, okay, well, you go eat your, you know, your, uh, your kale salad and uh, your non-MG, or GMO, uh, uh, dingleberries or whatever the fuck. Dingleberries. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? So like the actual, they've done such like a good job of it, like intentionally like fattening up the middle class. So we're uh, not fat. Now they're not even potential like soldiers because they're too big. Like, I think that has an impact on it too, because instead of our pool being 200 million, now it's down to 100 million. We've got a, a potential pool of um, 
uh, recruitable people that's now approximately the size of Russia. You know what I mean? Instead of a country of 330 million plus 60 million illegal immigrants. Pentagon data shows 75, 77% of youth 16 to 24 years old aren't qualified for the military service without waiver. Almost 44% of such youth aren't eligible for service for multiple reasons. The most prevalent being overweight. Yeah, So, and, and that's what I'm talking about. Like this, oh, you can't fat shame anybody. You can't tell anybody, hey, you know what? You're a shitty parent. Your kid's fat as fuck. Get them fit before they get to adulthood. And so they get to adulthood and they're not even capable of uh, serving. So what do you say it was? 70%? 77. 77. So 23%. So like, I mean, that's another big part. Like they can't recruit because everybody's too fucking fat to serve. Right. Uh, and okay, now let's, let's take uh, Generation Z. Generation Z is being brought up and taught what about their country? That it's a racist, bigoted, hateful country, right? So Yeah, why would you want to serve it? Right, so ineligibility aside, Generation Z also isn't interested in serving in the military in large part because of a misconception about what it means, okay? And for the first time, the majority of youth, 52%, have never even considered the military as an option. Why? Is it because we're racist and we as, we're all racist and hateful and bigoted people? Well, of course it is. Yeah, well, that's what we're teaching them. So why would we expect this number to, to go down? They, they, they are not given a reason that I don't even know if they say the Pledge of Allegiance in school anymore. I mean, I, my eight-year-old daughter, she knows what it is. She said it once and it damn near made me cry when she was saying it. I was so proud that she could recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm like, wow, they even do that anymore? I don't know. I don't think that they do. But they're not given a reason, a good reason, for why they should stand up and fight for this country. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that, that's as clear as can be. I don't know. And not to mention half of the, now that, okay, how many, how many soldiers have we lost that uh, just decided that they weren't going to take an experimental vaccine? They're, well, they're, with all the equipment they're having and they're, they're saying, if you're not going to get a vaccine, we're going to let you go. And there's thousands of soldiers having to leave the service that they want to serve because they're not willing to get a vaccine because it makes no sense for them. Right. Well, and well, and a lot of people don't believe that in, they, they, have, they want religious exemption. So take a look at the Coast Guard member that Biden just praised and then come to find out in a couple of months he's going to be kicked okay. out of the Coast Guard because he doesn't want to take an experimental I he, vaccine. I think it was two weeks after he was called a hero right. that, that he was being fired. Yeah. So, I mean, so you take that into consideration. And what about the people who do want to serve and do want to go join the military, but they can't because they won't, they won't get the experimental vaccine. I mean, there's another issue. Like, it makes, it makes no sense. And our, our soldiers are among the population that are least susceptible to serious illness 
to the disease. Just yeah. saying. Just saying. Word. That's what I'm saying. Word. Word. <laughs> so yeah, I can just see Rob back there clenching his teeth. Don't say it. Don't say it. I don't want. So to get, I don't want to get kicked off of YouTube. Don't say then, it. Then what? What? So what's the what's the cure? How, how do we fix? How do we? How do we fix it? How do we? How do we fix it? Yeah, we gotta. We gotta renege on these stupid policies. We gotta. We gotta fix the education system, right? We've already discussed that. We need to teach our children that there's uh, a reason to fight for this country. You know, now they're they're being told you can't say this, you can't do that because it'll hurt people's feelings. No, we need to go back to the way it was before <clears throat> and uh, so step so step one, November eighth. Vote. If you're in Pennsylvania, well, everywhere, go and vote. Make it a landslide that the Democrats will never forget, so they never try this woke bullshit ever again. Yeah, but it's step one, time to fix. get out there and vote. Yeah, get get the get these left wing liberal socialist communists out of office and get the conservatives in. And well, I my big thing my though too, my my big thing too is people have to understand this is this will stop if we can get the House and the Senate back, that'll stop them from doing more a lot more of the damage that they would do if they have both of those still. But okay, so, they will so be able they, to change a lot of it with, with just the two in place, because with the president in place, he's gonna block everything they try to do. Okay. But here's the how. Okay, so so at least they can like slow down Biden's agenda. Yeah. But if we're gonna go for like trying to tear down these policies, they need to take actions that's actually gonna do something. And I don't see Congress doing that. Yeah. Like I mean, you look you look at the bullshit like uh, abortion bill that what's this dipshit put up? Um, McConnell. McConnell. Yeah. Like why? No, wait. No, wait. It, made was no that, sense. It, was, it was Lindsey Graham. Graham. Okay. So check, so check, so check this out. So oil production. Okay. What's the problem with oil production right now? Regulations. Permits. Yeah. So these companies have paid for their, their leases, but the government won't issue them permit permits. Okay. So Congress can write a law that says within 30 days of your lease, the government has to issue a permit if they have not issued it, you have a de facto permit. Go to go to work. Period. The end. So now they have permits. Period. The leasing they can codify it into law. X number of leases will be sold off. If they are not auctioned off by the government, they can be de facto bought by the first person who applies for the lease on that plot of federal land, that plot of Anwar, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, they can codify it into law that an approved project cannot be overridden by executive order. Bam. Keystone back on. And this time, dip fuck can't try and stop it. Get them out of Alaska. Get their hands out of Alaska. Let's no, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. So they, so, they, 
So they so they need to write laws that tie the hands of the executive from trying to undo the will of the people through our representative bodies. And then after we get the oil pumping, because let's face it, that's the number one thing that we need in our economy. So then after that, they need to pass a law getting rid of the woke bullshit that says the federal government cannot enact laws based on transgenderism in our military. And they have to pass laws that we do not pretend that unhealthy stuff is healthy, specifically pertaining to obesity. They need to start passing laws that are going to fight this bullshit. So right now, yeah, we clearly don't want the Democrats in charge anymore, but I haven't heard a single Republican give an example of some legislation they're going to propose to fix anything. All they're talking about is, oh, we're going to hold investigations. We don't need fucking investigations. We know what the problem is. Woke bullshit, fucking cancel culture, fucking silencing people because people's feelings are hurt. Well, feelings aren't going to protect our country. Feelings aren't going to fix our economy. Feelings aren't going to like get people uh, off the of drugs. Feelings aren't going to fucking fix the homeless problem. I mean, if feelings work, fucking Democrats say a whole lot of shit that feels good, but it doesn't fix a goddamn thing. So it's time for the Republicans. You're the party with the solutions. So let's start seeing some hard policy that's actually going to fix things. Let's see some hard proposals for laws that will actually fix the problems. Because right now, I don't care who the candidate is, whether they're a MAGA fucking Republican, whether they're a rhino, whether they're a moderate Democrat, I don't give a shit, libertarian. Nobody is saying anything that's actual prescribed policy that will fix the problems. They're just talking about, oh, if you want to get your gas prices back down, vote for us. Okay, well, if we vote for you, how the fuck are you going to actually do it when Biden has used the executive fiat to wipe all this shit out? What are you going to do to take that? If your idea is that you're going to take Biden to court and you're going to hold hearings and throw him out of office, okay, great. The American people are going to suffer for one to two to three years. The average case time to get a case to the Supreme Court is four to six years. So suing Biden now isn't going to fix anything. I want to see your legislative priorities to fix these problems. I want to see what you're going to do legislatively to get our recruitment out and to get the woke and tranny generals out because I don't want, I don't want somebody's hands on the trigger that are going to be triggered. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, it's time for actual policy prescriptions from these from the Republicans instead of just lip service. If the, if, if the, I think right now, if the Republicans would actually suppose, propose some actual solutions I think that we'd actually have, we'd be like taking out uh, Democrats in freaking Nancy Pelosi's district. You know what I mean? Like, I, th I think it would be that big if they would actually propose some actual solutions, but they're not. Right. That's the problem with the Republican Party. They're not proposing solutions. You're right. And well, you know, just to push back a, a little bit, not a lot, because I agree with everything that you say there. Uh, Republicans, yeah, they're not they're not the solution to all our problems, but Democrats certainly are the cause. And here's the here's the problem with the Republicans, okay? Like you said, they aren't coming up with solutions. Like 
they want to talk a big game about uh, big tech and their censoring and all that bullshit, right? But they don't propose anything. It's like Dan Bongino says, when you when you see a problem and you're facing it, okay, then what? Like the Democrats want to put in uh, what in, enact their bills or whatever. Like, okay, and then what? Well, okay, well that then what? They're not none of them are actually looking into the future. None of them are propo proposing anything. Just like you were saying, Rob, I agree with with everything that you said. And it's just like Dan Bongino says, Republicans are not the solution to all your problems, but Democrats, they are the cause of all your problems. Yes, exactly. Well, and that and that's the thing. <laughs> um, like even on the southern border, okay? The 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 uh, Congress can write legislation. That exact that specifically says in the event that the federal government is not securing the southern border, because you notice that these huge border surges aren't happening in California because they have a freaking wall there. Okay, so they can empower New Mexico, not that I think that they would help, they can empower Arizona, they can empower uh, Texas to use the National Guard, so there is no freaking question in the event that the border is not secure at any point in time, the states may call up the National Guard to secure that border until such a time the federal government does their job. This is an actual policy solution, actual legislation that they can enact that will allow a solution to the problem. Like, I really should run for office, shouldn't I? No, <laughs> <laughs> you'd piss a lot of people off. All right. But gonna, am I wrong? No, you're not. We're going to cut this off real quick, and then I'm going to resend the link, all right? All right, so solutions, I think, uh, yeah, we need, we need to get the woke out of the military. We need to let uh, the drill sergeants do what they're supposed to do. We need to teach our, our youth to be fit. Uh, we need to teach them to be strong. We need to teach them that America is worth fighting for because all of the bad things in our past that have happened, we have changed. We are not a racist country. There is racism out there. I'm not saying that there's not. And it's on all sides. Asians hate Mexicans and black people, there are people that, that are just like that. It happens, but it's not all one-sided and it's not the country is racist or it was founded on racism or it was built by racism because it wasn't. We knew that all men were created equal and that this country was an opportunity for everybody. And we just need to teach our, our children and and show them that the, this country is worth fighting for, regardless of what all this other noise is. Because if it wasn't for this country, what's going on right now wouldn't be allowed to happen. You don't see a lot of this stuff in other socialist communist places like China or Russia. You don't, you don't see that what's happening here happening over there. That's just, that's my view. That's how I think that we need to fix it and we do need 
strong, strong legislatures and we need strong representatives who will propose options to fix the problems that they say that they're going to fix. They need to tell us how they're going to do it, just like Rob was saying earlier. And that's all I have to say on that. No, I think the way we fix it is like what you guys are saying. We need strong leadership and we need to get strong leaders like whether you like them or not, Trump, who was a strong leader, people didn't want to screw with screw us, screw with us while he was in office because they never knew what he was going to do. But he was a strong leader. Yeah, he said a lot of stupid things. He put his foot in his mouth all the freaking time and piss us off. But he had some damn good policies that he you know, that he promised he'd get into place and he worked on them. When he made a promise, he worked on it and he got into place. We need some strong leaders. That's how we fix it. And it's to by changing the culture back to what we've had when we were growing up, not this woke culture that we have now. I mean, we're like we've said a hundred times, we're tired of these leaders who keep saying something to get into office and then they get to, they get into their uh, office and they don't do anything of what they talked about. They end up with these liberal left-wing policies when it's against everything that we believe in. So um, it's a little off topic, but first of all, I'll have to say, what the hell is up with Nancy Pelosi's face? Paul needs to stop grabbing her by the pussy. She's way too shocked. Oh, come on. Grab <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I, I think I think I was... I I I, oh, I I think he finally I got think, the donkey shows in. <laughs> Jesus, we almost made it. Almost made it without a Brad and a donkey show. Oh my God! Anyway, okay. So look here. So here's the problem. We haven't heard a nuke from Rob yet. We need leadership, not lip service. And we can go from lip service instead of lip service. We need servants of the people. We don't need talk and accusations we need action taking action the only good thing about this biden economy people can't afford to buy food so uh you know fast forward to the end of his presidency and we're not going to need to worry about being a country of fat people because everybody's going to starve all that fat off but beyond that nothing is being done to fix anything that ails our country nothing like i mean i I'm sorry, like I put on some weight while working because when I'm working, I'm so busy, I don't have time to go and cook, which means I'm stuck eating fast food because anything freaking healthy is out of price now. Like otherwise I'm spending like 20% of my gross earnings just to eat on any given day. It's ridiculous. Um, and, and all that comes down to, um, like all of our problems are directly from the the left policies like the anti-oil i mean i'm sorry that's our fertilizer that's the transportation of our food products that's the transportation of everything and thanks to biden's anti-freaking uh pipeline we got to transport the fuel to transport the food like it, it, it's ridiculous and um so like everything is going to just stay so expensive until we take action and, and that's just it that's what it comes down to like we, I, I hear people talk about this stuff on talk shows all the time, but as they're bitching and complaining about what the other side's doing, whether you're talking about the young Turks, like making completely unchained from reality accusations at the right, or you're talking about 
Tucker Carlson or, um, or uh, you know, uh, O'Reilly or Hannity, you know, um, I don't know, is Hannity even still? Yeah, Hannity, like sitting there making their uh, their comments to, to the, the left, like even Ban, uh, Dan Bongino, like I really like the things that he has to say, but I don't hear any policy prescriptions coming out of him even. It's time that we start talking about the actions that can be taken to fix the problem. We know who's to blame for the problems. So it's time to time for our leaders to step up, be leaders, suggest solutions, and then not just suggest them, but take action. You know what? Hey, this is what we need to do. We need to secure our Southern border because the bureaucracy has been lying to you for 40 years. It was 6 million illegal immigrants uh, 40 years ago. They've let 4 million in the last couple of years. And you figure they always assume like double. So that means 8 million have come in in the last two years. And then you like count backwards, even uh, even under Bush, if there's 200 or under uh, Trump, if there was 250,000 arrests, that means there were still 500,000 a year. So for the four years of Trump, there's 4 million. Like we need to start being real about the facts and we need to start taking action. I mean, that's it. Until they actually propose actions, like they're all just a bunch of clowns, like performing like train seals. And, and, and you can't, you can't tell me. I bet you can't tell me one country that has a border like ours. None. None, because you can't be a country if you don't have borders. Isn't it ironic that border Canada's border is secure? Yeah. And they have just as big a border, they have a bigger border on the north of our country than we have on the south. And isn't, it, and isn't it ironic that when Trump said, uh, when Trump threatened Mexico to close their border, they did? He didn't have to threaten Canada. So, well, we aren't getting anybody from Canada because Canada ain't letting people in in the first place. Right. So I, I think it's also like time for like these leaders to admit mexico is an enemy mexico is in bed with these cartels so guess what they are a terrorist state they're a narco state and a terrorist state and they're invading our country time to act like it sinaloa bye-bye the whole region oh, at least don't, use nukes. Some of the... don't use nukes Bomb least, them back to, to the Stone Age, but don't use nukes because it's bad that I'm always suggesting nukes. But let's bomb the Sinaloa Valley back to the um, Stone Age. Let's get the freaking soldiers on the border. And if anybody approaches that border, any place other than a checkpoint, you get shot as an invader. The end. Immigration problem solved. Well, some of the candidates are finally talking about the Insurrection Act and actually doing something about the border. And that's Whether the, they actually do it or not is the question, but at least they're finally starting to talk about it. And that's the problem, though. We need to start. We sorry about the dancing camera, Brian. I'll try. I'll try not to lean on the table. <laughs> <laughs> motion sick very often, but watching you go at it and your camera was bouncing all over the place. It's because I was touching the table. It's hard to secure. The, I know it's like the Blair Witch Project. It's hard to secure a border when you don't have the soldiers to do it. And right now we're having a hard time getting the soldiers and these mandates got to go. And we need to, we need strong, healthy men and women who want to go do harm on our behalf. 
that's what we need. And we need that like we needed it before Barack Obama was in office. Yeah. Remember, the, the, the Army didn't have a problem recruiting people after 9-11. There was an influx of freaking recruitment going on there. I know because that's what I'm doing. September 11th happened. October 17th, I was in basic training. So that's where, we need, that's where we need to be again. We need the country, to, whether you're Democrat, liberal, libertarian, Republican, conservative, we're all Americans and we all need to unite and realize that the government works for us. We don't work for the government. So, and, and step one for the average voter, don't ever vote next to a D again. <laughs> Absolutely not. Because Republicans may not be the solution to all your problems, but Democrats certainly are the cause. So anyway, so thanks again, Revelers. Uh, we're so glad that you uh, joined us. We're glad, I mean, like our numbers are like accelerating. So we're happy that we're able to reach so many people. Just make sure that you like us, share us, comment. Make sure that uh, on the platforms where you got to give us stars, give us five stars, help us out with our uh, algorithms, make sure that people know about us and uh, make sure that you're uh, helping solve these problems. Get out there and vote. Once the election's over, make sure you write these congressmen to make sure they're pro proposing action and not just another, you know, two to four years or six years of lip service so they can hold on to their spot. Um, let's start forcing our government to serve us. And, um, and, you know, thanks for joining us, um, Brad, Brian, like always fun chatting with you guys. Um, and hopefully we'll, uh, be able here. Our watch party is on Friday. What is a woman viewers, listeners, make sure you come by. Uh, we're going to be happy to, uh, have you, um, yeah, check us out wherever you can catch a podcast and we should be there. Thank you guys. Thanks.